having a conscious awareness of what you believe is the intention of relationship. And, and I find that when, when I work with couples, many, many, many couples that are not experiencing relatedness or connectedness, never even went into their marriage or their agreement to be in union together, having had that conversation. Like if I had a magic wand, you wouldn't be, it would be illegal to get married without having, without being forced to go through minimum four classrooms. You have to take a class. Like when you get Well, your... so many religious paths require that. Like the thing. Oh, okay. Well then yeah. I agree. I think yeah. that's smart. I mean, depending on what your, <laughs> you know, denomination is and, and your religious spiritual tradition in your family, in many of them, mm -hmm. it's here's your before we're going to marry you. Yeah. Have a chat. We're going to have lots of chats. And we can, we can even take the spirituality out of it. It doesn't yeah. even have to have anything to, like, if you're going to get a driver's license, you have to do, right, something beforehand. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what, but I think there was some class. There were many. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's, if you want to go fishing, to get a fishing license. I don't know if you have to take a class for fishing. You but you have to pay. do things. You have to do a little test, I think. Or it's it's look, it's just easier to get it's easier to make babies than it is to get a fishing license. That I know. And that to get a true. boating permit for the water reservoir and deposit in New York, that is a lot harder than it is to get married. I've done that. Big project. I'm so anyway. <laughs> many years ago. Okay. <laughs> there, right, in our and, and this is why we love working with Lori uh, so much. You know, she's the, the resident astrologer here. Um, when you look at your charts together, yeah. I love, I think it's so, such a smart gift when couples take their chart to, to an astrologer, a good one, not just <laughs> game anyone. Game changer. Yeah, it's a game changer because all of a sudden you can see like, like that chapter was complete. The chapter with John was complete. There was no mistake, no like, so sorry we couldn't make this work out. Mm -hmm. We could feel the completion of it. It doesn't mean it's not painful when there's an ending and yet you can feel the truthfulness of that. Um, and the, the same with then my uh, son's, with my second son's dad, you know, like a very similar journey, 10 years together. And then there, there was a completion and thank goodness he's very into astrology and he, and so he understands the charts and can, mm. it's right there in your map. You can't force what isn't, isn't uh, a part of your, your, your karma together. Yeah. So um, it, it Getting your chart done by Lori in particular for couples is God. It's such a game oh my changer. God. Yeah, you want to share a little bit about your your what 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 value that made for you? It just is like, you know, mm -mm. getting really clear about what your what your mission is together. You know what the um, you know the go to like the history teacher like what is your thesis mm. statement? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's your thesis mm -hmm, as a mm -hmm. as a couple? What in the story that you're co-creating, co-writing, or the, um, you know, what are you here to experience and to learn from one another is kind of all, you know, mapped out. And I, and I think too, the part that is really wonderful, there's so many parts that are wonderful. The part that stood out to me that was really wonderful is like explaining to a degree how each person brings to the relationship really beautiful lessons, practices, mm invitations to deepen into devotion um for the other person so you know like 
I am not an easy human being in a, in a relationship. I'm just not. I'm, I'm like, these are the things that I want to happen. And I have high expectations that those things will happen. Um, and being able to see that kind of written in a chart and then being also able to see my husband, my partner, um, where those particular perceived difficulties that I might bring to a relationship are really beautiful uh, invitations for him mm -hmm. to, to be challenged a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. and then, and then the, also the inverse. So for me, the things like my husband is so stoic. He's so stoic. And so sometimes I'm like, hi, are you, what's happening? Do you have feelings? Are you being a Vulcan right now? Like, uh, <laughs> It gets to be with like Meredith. The, the um that sometimes everything doesn't come right out to the surface and and be discussed and like what is it to just be in not really knowing what's happening in somebody's inner world and um yeah uh, it's we both get to be challenged and we and we both get to grow and we both get to deepen into devotion and the and the chart reading kind of maps that out in yeah. such a way that it's like. Of course you have found one another because these things complement each other and they also challenge you in, um, in a beautiful way. And we don't often uh, grow when we're comfortable. So some of those moments can be uncomfortable. It, it's very simple. If someone's in your life, you have karma with them. And, you're, and, you're, and, and the karma has to play out, right? Mm -hmm. So invaluable is to understand what are you here to, to learn and grow into and expand into? And what are you here to unlearn and transform? And you will attract the perfect person to support your own growth as well as to poke your buttons of your samskaras. Right, that's the language of it. Your, um, think of your samskaras as whenever activated is the, is the, are the core concerns of being separate, abandoned, alone, believing we're not good enough or we're not doing enough, right? So relationship, we're on the path of relationship sadhana here as householders, right? We're all householders here. We're not on the monastic pathway. So you could say you're either on the monastic path or you're on the relationship path. And wherever you go, you're in relationship <clears throat> with yourself, <laughs> with your family members, the people you live with, with your partner if you have one, with coworkers, there's nowhere you're not in relationship. So understanding what is your what is your work and what is your intention in relationship, in partnership, or what is it you are, and if you're not in partnership, having these conversations ahead of time can really, like if you're in the space between relationships, having these conversations ahead of time uh, can be invaluable. You know, oftentimes I'll hear people say things like, well, this is what I want to get. This is what I want in a partner. Mm -hmm. They describe. And now that's wonderful to describe um, who and what you envision. And more importantly, what you want to experience feeling with the other. And of equal importance, like if you're going to put that on paper, which is what I did in and how I really recognized who Christopher was in my in my life. Like I'm like, I wrote out the person that I saw myself with and I'm like, oh my God, I know him. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh shit. Ah, there he is right on paper. Just listed and I'm like, um, you also on the other column want to equally 
Declare who you intend to be for another. That's so oftentimes the other half of the equation that people miss when they're either seeking to be in relationship or in, if you're in partnership, like, wow, what am I contributing? Oftentimes we can get so focused on what we think we're not getting, mm -hmm. right? Or what we want more of from the other. And we don't give as much time and attention to, wow, who am I being? How am I uplifting this person? And not with an agenda. Sometimes we can even fall in the trap of, I'm doing this for the other and yet it's really about us. Mm. <laughs> right? It's well, and I too, I think I, I have witnessed a lot of my, um, particularly my female friends, um, I've witnessed them forgetting all of the things that they have to offer even. So it becomes a, uh, well, this relationship will do, or this relationship will do. And, uh, and not, I'm not saying to not be in the place of feeling blessed and grateful that you found a partner who's so wonderful and also reminding yourself of all the things that you bring to the table as well. All the things that, you know, you are giving to that relationship. I, I just, I think I, I hear more often than not, um, women saying like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a hot mess. Maybe I, I, I should just be grateful that he even wants to be with me kind of a thing rather than, no, you know, you have so many things that you bring, so many things that they bring and together you co-create. So to not sell yourself short in that way either. Um, when imagining yourself in a relationship, if you're not in one mm. and really being presence to all the gifts that you bring into any relationship that you have, friendship that you have, um, relationships with your family that you have and all things that you're bringing. So one of the great starting points that you can start to bring into your conscious awareness and your conversations in partnership, the ones that you're in right now, is really um, giving some thought and declaring with one another, like, what is our intention? You know, what might of our intention have been when we first came together? Um, where were we at then? What was it that we were seeking? You know, what drew us together? For some people, it's habit, habits and patterns, right? And Proximity. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and, you know, relationships have flows and rhythms to them. Um, you know, what are insightful questions that you can start to deepen into uh, in, your, in, in your relationship that, that honor and recognize everything and everything is only and always changing, right? So I remember Lauren and Camille talking about, I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase. They had a question that they would really ask one another is, you know, what, what are you noticing that's different about you today? What's different about you today? And then, and today, and today because it keeps alive the awareness of everything is only always changing and typically a habit we can get into is wanting things to stay the same grasping at the way they are and the person I married is who I want to be with now forever right mm -hmm. I want that version or or the opposite side ah work in progress and you live into their potential, mm -hmm. right? But, but with the expectation and hope that they're going to get there. So um, really starting to just start declaring and talking about like, wow, what's different about you today? Like, what do you aspire to grow into? What are your, 
What are your longings? And I think for these kinds of conversations, it's very important in particular for women to embody active listening because we can so quickly insert our opinions about what our partners say that it squishes, it squishes their self-expression, right? If the way we react to, um, to questions like that is, is not inviting for more sharing, <laughs> we're gonna shut our partners right down. And so it's imperative that we create a safe space for our partners to share what's in their inner world. You know, women, this is an advantage of being a woman in our culture, in my opinion. We have freedom and encouragement to be expressive of our emotions and our inner world and our thoughts and our feelings. Men don't have that. Men don't have that to the degree that I perceive women do. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I would just say feminine energy. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. And but, masculine energy. Yes, yes. Um, and Much also more the, the belief in our culture that masculine ways of handling emotion is a more evolved way mm -hmm. to handle emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, and that tends to mean the, you know, numbing, shutting down, not expressing. Mm -hmm. So, um people who are in their masculine, whether they're male or female, having that experience of the slightest amount of sharing vulnerability, being mm -hmm. open is so uncomfortable that if there's a perception of being judged, yep. it will all just like get sucked back into mm -hmm. the black hole. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and, and I don't even just mean, like for me, it's not even about just my words. <laughs> I have to be mindful of what my face is doing when my partner is expressing emotion or or a deeper meaningful like I have to really work on being in neutrality so that he can open and not make any kind of assumptions about what he thinks I'm thinking about what he's saying mm -hmm. uh, or feeling in a moment so mm -hmm. Thank you. That is like such a better distinction. And, and my brain was just reeling because just yesterday, Sophie's like, if there's any workshop you want me to come in and do, mm. you know which one. Yeah. The, yeah. The, massy, the unconscious masculine and the conscious masculine and the unconscious feminine and the conscious feminine. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we, bo we, we really embody both. And so that's really one of the intentions of partnership is for both individuals to integrate fully their own masculine and feminine within them. And the unconscious masculine has, has a whole list of qualities and the unconscious feminine, you know, examples of unconscious feminine energy, unconscious feminine ego, mm -hmm. uh, is whiny, needy, clingy, nya, 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 right? That's, that, those are just qualities of the unconscious feminine ego. Mm -hmm. And the conscious feminine ego is very powerful and clear and very distinctly different than masculine. <clears throat> Absolutely. And Feminine, we, go ahead. And we all have the ability yep. to tap into both yep. at any given time. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of our students posted something about non-binary people as well. And, you know, one of the things I love about um, my, my youngest is non-binary. Mm -hmm. And they have this incredible ability to express things in both masculine and feminine that a lot of times cisgender people are so, you know, they're so um, almost grasping and clinging mm -hmm. to I express 
myself in a feminine, female, femme manner, uh, and tend to not even look at their unhealed masculine energy aspects that are in them. I mean, I, I look very feminine and I, I have a ton of masculine energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when that masculine energy isn't examined, looked at, expressed, uh, healed, then, you know, we're really only doing half the work. Mm -hmm. And I do think that, um, and at least this is, this is my own observations of Ethan, is that the expression of both the masculine and the feminine great energies and more dense energies mm -hmm. in the ego expression is, um, you know, Ethan's doing the work all the time because he, he has, um, the ability to, to go back and forth in that place and to recognize where he is very much in mm -hmm. feminine and where he is very much in masculine and he doesn't care about pronouns. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes I say they, and, and, and then he laughs at that. So, <laughs> And and that's just their, you know, particular preference. That's Ethan's preference. But it's beautiful to watch when any human being can understand that they have both mm -hmm. energies going on at the same time. And both of those energies have really beautiful aspects. Mm -hmm. And then some aspects that are, are seeking to be tended to. Mm -hmm. And they'll come, whatever is unhealed is going to get poked at in the relationship. Yeah. And and what she was saying in the in the in the conversation was that when you're in one, because she studied with David Data for like forever and some other tantric -y person. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So she, um, she was talking about how when you're in your feminine, uh, like, okay, no, let me, when I'm in my masculine energy, the other t wants to tend to balance it out by welcoming then, like then Christopher gets to be in his, in his feminine aspect, right? There's always the, 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 what's Polarity. being, yes, what's being sought is the balance. So pitfalls are when two people are in their unconscious masculine going head to head or two people are in their unconscious feminine you know that could be a man or a woman two women mm -hmm. two men it doesn't matter it's it's not about gender it's about your feminine and masculine so what wants to always happen is 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 the balance of the two that mm -hmm. you can find that in um start to observe yourself you'll start to just feel a distinct difference right when i'm in my clear sharp, like, bi like business logical side, I'll feel myself very much in my masculine, right? Um, you can find it in lovemaking. One will be in the masculine and the, uh, and which welcomes the other person to be in their receptive, right? So, so you can really start to play the fun game of tracking. Am I embodying my masculine or my feminine right now? And you'll see different sets and settings are served best by you consciously embodying one or the other. Um, so, yes, it's it's a very fascinating play to be in, in relationship, and in relationship even outside of intimacy relationships. Mm -hmm. In any relationship, relationship with your child. Yeah. You know. Employees. Absolutely.